Some of you are in a season that there are valid and good reasons to focus on producing fruit in other areas. And that's just the season that you're in. And I hope and pray that you will find freedom in that. But I know for others of you, you are in a season of making excuses where now the season when it made sense to maybe not be able to do certain things has passed, but you still haven't had that impetus or you still haven't acted on that catalyst to consciously make change. But to do this, it is a discipline. It's not easy. Any new thing we want to commit to doing that we know is going to better ourselves, our family, our marriage, our future normally isn't easy. And I do believe we can simplify it. And as I mentioned, we can come up with the strategies and the systems and the skills that make exercising that muscle feel easier, but it's still a discipline to show up and do it. So I want you to ask yourself, are you living out excuses right now? Or are you resting in a God-given identity that you can find peace in because of the season that you're in. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. Something that I shared on my Instagram stories this week was my morning routine. So if you missed it, I saved it as a highlight and I'll uh, include the link in the show notes in case you want to see what it is in this season. But the reason I bring it up is because we're in the second week of January. And I know so many of us have high aspirations and hopes for what our resolutions for the year are, and yet we already find ourselves failing at them. And it doesn't mean that that we've failed for the entire year. Of course, there's still so much ground to cover and so many habits that we can continue to work through and often wrestle with in order to cultivate them as a longstanding habit for ourselves. And when I share my morning routine, I tried to also allude to the fact that this has been years in the making. But something I keep coming back to in so many areas of my life is the excuses I make for why I don't stick things out. Day after day, month after month, year after year, to cultivate these rhythms and routines in my life that just feel right. And you guys hear me talk about the systems and the strategies and the skills that I want to help equip you with so that feeding doesn't feel so hard. And for me, coming up with a morning routine felt really hard because as one of my dear friends and sorority sisters sent me a little DM after I posted these stories, she said, this gives me hope because I've totally fallen off after her baby was born. And, you know, now that was over six months ago, but it's still so hard to get back over it. And so in this episode, I really want us to talk about what are excuses that every one of us makes, but very few of us actually talk about. And how do we know if we're making excuses, as I know I personally have done, in not maintaining a morning routine the way that I wished or wanted to previously? Or how do we know if we're discerning a wise choice, as my girlfriend has done, after a baby is born and it's just not the season for certain things? So I want to dive into that. 
lately on my stories, I've also shared that I have been reading through this book called Living Fearless by Jamie Winship. Cannot recommend it enough. It is a Christian book and the subtitle is Exchanging the Lies of the World for the Liberating Truth of God. And it really has been so powerful. I've been doing several different studies and pieces of work or, you know, listening to several pieces of his work lately. And now I'm about halfway through the book, but I want to read y'all an excerpt that I just keep replaying in my mind in lots of different scenarios, but I think will guide some of our conversation today. So in this section, Jamie's talking about David, and he talks about how when David trusted God for his true identity, he was invincible. And as we all know, with David and Goliath and different scenarios that played out in David's life, he could do the impossible. However, Jamie also talks about that when David switches to asking himself, and I really, really love, I keep going back to this verse out of 1 Samuel 27, 1, where it says, but David thought to himself. We look at how when David switches from going to God first to going to himself and thinking for himself first, he becomes fearful. And as Jamie says, he decides to run. So the line that I keep coming back to with this context in mind is where Jamie writes, self-protection and self-preservation are always the strategy of a fearful person and an indicator of the false self-taking charge. And that just, man, I've really honestly wrestled with this. And while I know y'all don't come to me for biblical insight, because God knows I'm learning it as I go, just like so many of you are. But when I was thinking about this week and as being on week two of the new year, and many of us trying to have intentions for the upcoming year and maybe finding a word of the year that's inspirational or, you know, coming up with some resolutions and goal setting for what we want. I know that something all of us can fall prey to is making excuses. So first I want to briefly discuss what excuses even are, and then to talk about how do we discern if our excuse is simply an excuse and it's rooted out of that fear-based thinking, or when we're making a decision that has discerned the reality of our life and it's in light of the love that God has for us and the goodness of his truth that we can feel at peace about the decision we're making knowing that it's rooted in the right thing. So literally in a 10-second Google search, I spent no background time looking into the definition of this word, but in a real quick Google search for excuse, it comes up with these definitions. The attempt to lessen the blame, to justify a fault or offense, or to be a poor or inadequate example. And the very first question that Google suggests people also ask is how do I stop making excuses? And this is where the quick example that Google gives are these five things. To embrace fear and failure to not overthink, to not compare yourself to others, to change your habits, and to stay realistic. And that's so easily just listed out on a Google search that again, took me 10 seconds to look at. But I love that the very first thing it says to stop making excuses is to embrace fear and failure. Because I think in the opposite way of going about that is not so much to embrace fear, but it's to overcome that fear. Because we know in the Bible, in 1 John 4, verse 18, it talks about how perfect love casts out or drives out all fear. And I want us to think about that because I think about if we're operating 
out of a place not of fear, but out of already being loved and already having an identity that is not based on or rooted around our success and the different things that we achieve or make excuses for, we stop making so many excuses. Because again, going back to that quote that I talked about before, so often our self-preservation and our self-protection is because we're making excuses because we're scared. So just as in episode 89, I talked about discerning the difference between laziness and ease and how I think so often one of the best ways that we can go about discerning that is by looking at the fruit of the way we go about something. If we go about it in a lazy way, it doesn't produce good fruit. But if we pursue ease, the peace and the order and the overall sense of flow that comes from our approach is good and it's functional and it serves us well. And I think the same thing is true here as we talk about excuses versus discerning what is just a wise decision in the season that we're in. So I want to go through that example that I first mentioned with my morning routine. In short, right now, with my kids being nine or almost seven and four, I'm in a season where my preference and kind of my long morning routine, if I go to bed on time and I can get up as early, is to get up at five, do my quiet time, work out, then get the kids up and ready for school. If I need a little bit more sleep, I either skip my quiet time or my workout and then do it later on after the kids have gone to school. But my ideal is to get up and do them both early. But there have been seasons that I have prayed saying, Lord, I really, really, really want this. And I am seeking this and I'm trying to go after it. And I'm doing all these things that, as Google would say, are proper approaches to stop making excuses. But it just hasn't been a season of my life that it's been able to pan out. And even more so, if we're looking at these choices that we make by the fruit that they result, there are sometimes that the pressure I would put on myself to achieve this would actually not yield very good fruit because I would get frustrated with my kids if they woke up early when I was still trying to have my quiet time or I'd be impatient if they were quote unquote interrupting my workout and different things like that. And I think that those were all indicators that I had to pivot my approach a little bit. And that is different than just simply making excuses. And so now as I look back on the last year, you know, my with my kids being the ages that they are, I haven't been in a season of having newborns or in that sleep deprived state or with kids waking up all night. And our routine has been pretty predictable, especially since post COVID and my kids have been back in school and we've had a morning rhythm and routine. I haven't really had a reason that I would consider valid to not get up and maintain this rhythm and routine that I really feel like serves me well to have this time to do these things in the morning before the kids wake up but also serves my whole family well, my kids well, my marriage well, my life well, my business well, when I'm consistent doing these things. And so last year, if you followed along a few times, I mentioned that my word for the year was discipline. And one of the things that I was most disciplined about was my morning routine, because it's so much easier to stay in bed. And it's so wonderful to just snuggle in. But I knew something that was not serving me well was waking up when my kids got up. And so I knew something that I had prayed over for years and tried to encompass little bits and pieces of 
in my morning routine, but could never really kind of master was that morning routine. But there was reason for it that I had prayerfully considered and just kind of submitted to. But in 2022, I knew this is a discipline. This is not going to come easily and the fruit of it will not grow unless I'm watering it. So it's going to take me the discipline to not make excuses every morning when I don't want to get out of bed or to make excuses to stay up late doing something that's unnecessary and ultimately not very fruitful when I know I need to get in bed so that I can be disciplined enough in the morning to get up and do what I've committed to doing. And so for me, just to give you a little snapshot of kind of how I accomplished this with the discipline was, again, it was not an overnight process, but this took years in the making. But last year, I had to have that impetus. And I think God gave me the word discipline for so many reasons, especially now looking back on the full calendar year. I think I can see that a lot more clearly. But I also had to have a little bit of accountability to that defined start point. Because I think otherwise, I could always keep making excuses for why that rhythm and routine was not happening, why I wasn't practicing the structure that I knew I needed to my day, why I wasn't setting up the systems in my life to start my day this way. But I had to discipline myself in these ways and to take an intentional action. For me, having a word like discipline for the year really (laughs) kicks me into gear to think now is my time to discipline myself to do this. So I think one was deciding on and dedicating to a set start point. There is no end point to our discipline. Discipline and the word in and of itself, which I loved learning last year, when we think about becoming a disciple, that takes a lifetime. So while you're going to pick a starting point, you're not looking at just this calendar year as the window of opportunity you have. Because I know while last year, discipline was my word for the year and I started doing this morning discipline really consistently. What I also know is this year, even though my word for the year is not still discipline, I still have to practice the habit. I still have to exercise the muscle to have the discipline to do the things that I've now learned to do. And now it's easier because again, now I've learned how to habit stack in a way that allows me and supports me to get up and have this morning routine. Where last year, I was still a little bit more in the learning process, but I know that excuses can still creep in. We are on the second week of 2023, and I am already finding myself easily coming up with excuses. Why not to get up and do this thing that I already now know how to do and know what is required as a discipline to do it? So for me, some of the things, the habit stacks that have helped set me up for success are things like setting the coffee pot the night before. I know for me personally, it is easier to get up in the morning if I know the coffee is already made and waiting for me. It's just one thing that's there. It's waiting. It's cozy. It helps ease the coziness of my bed and transitioning to the coziness of the couch where I do my Bible study. Second, I bought an old school alarm clock. I found it way too easy to reach for my phone, press snooze, iPhone automatically resets the alarm later and later and later and later, and I could easily snooze through it. So what I did is get one of those like old school alarm clocks. Some of you will probably get like PTSD even thinking about the sound that's like, "Eh, eh, eh," you know, like that really annoying sound. They only give you one option on those old school alarm clocks. Unlike an iPhone, I did that and I set it far enough away from my bed that I had to get out of bed to turn it off. So it's just that little added impetus But it was a habit that when I started stacking that with 
setting the coffee pot the night ahead, I'm just that more inclined to be successful the next morning to get up, get out of bed, turn off the alarm clock. And then the third thing is the accountability. When I go to boot camp, I know the people there. I know they're going to know if I'm not there. And while they're not they're not necessarily going to guilt me into it if I didn't go, I like knowing that there's someone who expects me to show up. But the other added element of the accountability is that on the days I shared this with my morning routine, but I do boot camp or I shoot to on Monday and Wednesdays. And on the off days, I either go for a run, sometimes with my running partner, other times I might do an at-home workout. Shout out to Nourish Move Love. I love Lindsay's at-home workouts. I've been doing them for years. I think they're highly effective and great to do at home with kids. But that's a side note because as much as I love Lindsay's workouts, something I know for me is I need the accountability often. And again, now that these rhythms and routines are in place and now that I have stacked these habits for long enough that they come easier and I don't always need the accountability, I know that periodic accountability, even if it's just a couple days a week to help reinforce that routine for me, is super helpful because it's just something that continues to anchor me to the commitment that I've already made. So rather than just showing up for a workout that no one knows if I did or didn't do, or for going for a run that no one saw me take, I like having these things on my calendar that can help remind me of the consistent things that I want to do that I either have to have a reason out of, or I have to evaluate what was my excuse, as Google says, to lessen the blame on myself. Sometimes, yes, as a mom, I will blame it on my kids, especially if they're like sick at night and it's just like, this is not going to happen. Or if I have to get up super early because I have to be showered and ready for some work function before the kids are even up. There's reasons that I sometimes cannot, but I'm forced to evaluate that excuse and the motives behind it. So my question for you as we wrap up this episode is what are you making excuses for? this year. Because some of you are in a season that there are valid and good reasons to focus on producing fruit in other areas. And that's just the season that you're in. And I hope and pray that you will find freedom in that. But I know for others of you, you are in a season of making excuses where now the season when it made sense to maybe not be able to do certain things has passed, but you still haven't had that impetus or you still haven't acted on that catalyst to consciously make change. But to do this, it is a discipline. It's not easy. Any new thing we want to commit to doing that we know is going to better ourselves, our family, our marriage, our future, normally isn't easy. And I do believe we can simplify it. And as I mentioned, we can come up with the strategies and the systems and the skills that make exercising that muscle feel easier, but it's still a discipline to show up and do it. So I want you to ask yourself, Are you living out excuses right now or are you resting in a God-given identity that you can find peace in because the season that you're in? Because again, sharing that quote from the book that I mentioned, Living Living Fearless before, self-protection and self-preservation are always the strategy of a fearful person and an indicator of the false self taking charge. And I think this is where we make excuses. We make excuses because we're scared we won't stick with it. And we're operating out of an identity that we're a failure, that we can't commit, that we don't do what we say we're going to do. Or we're scared that we're going to waste money on something and only have ourselves to blame if we're not successful with it. Because we're operating out of an identity 
that is false and that is saying, one, God's not going to provide. You're not going to have the money you need to take care of the things you need to do. And I get with inflation, this is a touchy subject in an episode in and of itself. But when you think of the number of things that we spend money on that are absolutely wastes of money, but there's no accountability tied to it. But right now when our identity is tied to it, where we say, if I invest in this thing and then I still don't see success with it, I'm scared or I'm operating out of a fear that I'm the reason to blame. And I know for moms, when it comes to feeding our kids, this is a huge fear. We blame ourselves a lot. And we live in that fear and that false identity that it's our fault. That the reason our kids aren't quote unquote better eaters is because we've done a poor job. Or even if we had the tools at hand to develop the skills we needed, it's on us that we haven't done a better job. And I want you to confront these fears. And I want you to override this identity that you're a failure or that you maybe have failed and can't do differently next time. Because again, you just have to decide to start. You just have to see this upcoming workshop as a time that this is the impetus to take action and to try something new and to commit to not living in this false identity and this place of fear and how you go about feeding your family, but instead to see it's going to be my true self taking charge and I'm just committing to start. I'm just committing to the discipline that starts today and the lifetime that follows. Because whatever you have done till up until now, you haven't blown it. You haven't missed your window. There are a hundred and a half do-overs yet to come and probably more than that. But not if you just drag your feet and never decide to be disciplined enough to start. And so I don't mean to be on a soapbox about this, but this has been something I've been working through and wrestling through in my own life with a lot of different false identities. And it's something that I see again and again and again, especially when I open up doors for enrollment to something like Mealtime's Made Easy Method, because I see so many moms making excuses. And again, there's the moms that I completely validate the reasons for. And I encourage them in the season that they're in, and I remind them that I am here for them when they're ready. But there are even more moms that I see operating out of fear. And they're just scared that they're going to fail again. And they're just scared that if they invest, they're going to feel even more responsible for the outcome. And rather than trusting me and my expertise and the encouragement and accountability that I offer through the Mealtimes Made Easy method and through our accountability calls and our Q&As and all the resources I have in place to set you up for success, to meet you for boot camp Monday and Wednesday mornings, if you will, they're still operating out of this identity that's, I just can't because I haven't done it before. I've been trying to do this thing. I've been trying to get up in the mornings and be consistent for years. I've been trying to feed my family healthier and make quote unquote better choices for what feels like so long. And I still feel defeated. So I'd rather operate out of self-protection and self-preservation as a form of a fear-based strategy than to let a free workshop be the easiest impetus to a new start. Or a program like the Mealtimes Made Easy Method being the most effective option to move forward and to start making change 
and to find a community that surrounds you that is for you and that is going to remind you of who you are and what your identity is as a mom, as a woman, as a wife, and as someone who is here to produce good fruit. And that includes in how you feed your family. This is just something I really felt the Lord lay on my heart as I was preparing for today's episode. And I hope that it encouraged you. And whether or not you decide to sign up for my workshop, again, the link is in the show notes, or you can go to veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash workshop, or you decide to join my Mealtimes Made Easy method when enrollment begins on Wednesday, or you just decide to take a nugget out of this episode, maybe you share it with a friend and use this as the impetus with them to start doing something different. I hope that you will take whatever encouragement you've gotten out of this episode and that you'll choose to not live in those excuses anymore, but instead to see that there is so much freedom and so much fruit that comes from discerning our decisions and doing the discipline to becoming our best selves.